2: You know what I hate more than a rare New England nor'easter that brings more rain than expected?
3: Uh, what do you hate more than that?
2: A summer unexpected nor'easter that happens overnight while I'm sleeping. I don't like that crap. I want all the excitement while I'm awake. Let's go. I just saw red right now that there was one last night. Come on, man. I want the extreme weather. I'm in it for the extreme weather. I don't
3: know if that much stuff really happened in this nor'easter. I don't really believe in it. Is
2: that somebody knocking on our door?
3: I didn't hear anything. Pepper, go down. Go downstairs.
2: Check it out. Do a dog thing.
3: I dog thing? really no. want her to pull out all the cords on her way out of the okay. room.
2: So, um, <sighs> have a little piece of history for you. Okay three men who have been charged in the 2018 prison killing of notorious uh gangster Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Uh they've been indicted in the in the beating of Whitey Bulger. Mhm. A three indicted in fatal prison beating. A prison guard found Bulger's body in a cell less 12 hours after he arrived at the US Penitentiary in Hazelton, West Virginia. Right. In a transfer from the penitentiary from Florida. Um Photos GS fifty five, Paul uh De Collagero, or De Collagero, De forty eight, and Sean McKinnon thirty-six. Uh they were charged Wednesday with conspiracy to commit first degree murder. Prison guard found Bulger's body in the cell on October thirtieth, uh there. According to the statement, uh, GS and De, Collagero, De Collagero, were accused of striking Bulger in the head multiple times, allegedly killing him. They are also charged with aiding and abetting first-degree murder and assault resulting in serious bodily injury, the statement said. McKinnon was also accused of making false statements to a federal agent, according to a statement. Okay. So, um. So, in, in related Shattuck news, of course, we lived in Melrose where Whitey Bulger dropped off his car. Mm-hmm at the Roosevelt School in whatever nineteen fifty or whatever it was, the one that got him sent to Alcatraz. He dropped off his heart after a robbery. And this guy to Cologero Alice. Okay. One of the guys who killed him brutally. Yes. Is a graduate of uh, Winchester High School. Wow. Absolutely. That's right. Two years after me uh he was part of the college era. I mean who wouldn't know a kid walking around a Winchester high school with pegged pants probably was a fan of uh vanilla ice at that moment
3: what year did he graduate Winchester High? 93
2: so I was 91 so he so was...
3: like the same time as you yeah yeah and then he went and murdered waddy bulger
2: well this is listen to how badass this guy is Authorities have identified second suspect of... is uh forty four year old Paul J de collegero allegedly killed Bulger with his buddy. He was part of the life as a member of his Uncle Paul's North Shore crew, which was part of New England's patriarchal crime family. They were heavily involved in narcotics and a an note to rob and kidnap rival drug dealers in the mid-'90s.
3: Is that the... I mean, he, is he any relation? Wasn't one of Whitey Bulger's victims also from Winchester?
2: Yeah, we there's a about lot this, of,
3: Or is there no relation to that guy? There's a
2: couple of victims. That, it's a whole... We could do a whole oh, show on it. Some okay. of the some of the nouveau riche <laughs> moved into Winchester. and And actually, the guy with the highlight was, too. But a couple of people were um, over on that side of town. The rich side of town. I was on the poor side of town where we lived clean, but we we could live honest Mm -hmm. lives. Their violent capabilities were in full display uh, in the gruesome murder of 19-year-old Aislinn Silva. In 1996, the crew feared the young woman might cooperate with law enforcement and decided to kill her. 1990, so 23 years old, like fairly advanced badass, um, you know. I don't hobbies. know
3: if badass is exactly the word I would use. No, to I'm saying like really bad. I'm not one. saying like okay. like
2: cool, but I mean, that's like you're if, if it's 1996, you're like talking about the monkey no longer being on Friends. That's what we, some of us were doing. The plan was to give the girl of an of overdose of high grade heroin without her knowing without her knowing DeColigero would sell it to her as cocaine not the kind of master plan the mafia is known for of course no surprise it didn't work another mobster had to step in and break the woman's neck he dismembered her body in the bathtub and placed the pieces of her corpse in the woods the yeah. heinous criminal act was uh, DeColigero because she was going to testify DeColigero was busted for witness tampering and and uh, this and that So, so there you go Alice not only that, but you got the guy uh, who was um, on the pirate ship that got the captain. Mm-hmm.
3: Cap- the Tom Hanks.
2: You're right. Exactly. My goodness. What a place. <laughs> what a place. And actually, I just saw this thing but this guy I went to high school with. He was older than me, named Reggie Reynolds. hmm Everybody loved him. Very popular guy. And I just saw a picture of him with this uh, other dude, like in their, in their 20s, hanging out, having a beer. And it was um, Glenn Doherty. Oh wow. But just like you wouldn't wasn't any picture you've seen before. It was just two guys having a beer. You know? Right. So very interesting. Hmm. Oh so that does for me today, Alice. What's going on for you? You're We're done doing? with the show now?
3: You've signed off. It's not my show. Mm-hmm. Um okay. So the big news sort of today is that this judge in Florida has said that uh, he wants the uh, affidavit unsealed in the Trump case maybe not for sure. He's willing to listen to the government's arguments on it, but he wants them to bring in a redacted version with like whatever it is that they think needs to be redacted so badly. Um, redacted so that they can unseal the rest of it so that should be an interesting development i mean i don't have really high expectations for how redacted it's going to be and like how much information is actually going to be there but certainly that should give us some more information about like what exactly the probable cause was supposed to be here that allowed them to go into mar-a-lago like this i i don't know what's going to happen with this case but i think it's pretty clear to everyone that it's like a total political hit job on trump so the more information we can get about it obviously the better at that point the other thing everybody's kind of talking about is this sam harris thing
2: Mm -hmm. let me grab that uh it is
3: in our chat but um basically it's sam harris saying it was like worth it to black out the hunter biden laptop stuff if it helped biden win the election so um and then he like tweeted a thread about it too that like didn't make it better which is interesting i mean i don't i'm not hunter
1: biden at that point hunter biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement i would not have cared right it's like it's there's nothing first of all it's hunter biden right it's not it's like it's not joe biden but even if Joe, like, even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like, if you if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like, there's just. It doesn't even it doesn't even stack up against Trump University right Trump University as a store.
2: so that is an absurd thing that he said and also like it's it's not the corruption he knows Trump's involved in it. it's the corruption he assumes and he's letting him wash over him so now I give Sam Harris a pass for this because he has admitted now for really four years straight that he has a derangement syndrome that he can't that Trump is inside his brain that he can't, he's he obsesses about it he can't stop thinking about it so he's admitted. I mean, for him to uh, try to rationalize it as anything more than hysteria and a problem in his own brain is probably not good because people consider him a factual guy. But um, but he has been saying this crap for years. It's always well, been right. like my I brother mean, and I when we talk about Sam mm-hmm. Harris. It's always the same thing. It's like he he has to stay away from the, the the Trump stuff or else he starts to get very emotional and he loses credibility. It's uncomfortable to hear.
3: So. I'm, like, really not that into Sam Harris, but it seems like he's been a character in this sort of IDW, intellectual dark web universe Mm -hmm. for a while. And so, like, he has the same type of people liking him as, like, I don't know, Dave Rubin or other people that have sort of, like, been canceled by the left but are really leftists but are more critical of where the left has gone in recent years. But, like, I just don't get it. Like, what's the... Peel of him, like what does he say and talk about? That's so great that like it excuses the fact that he like can't wrap his brain around the whole Trump thing at all.
2: Um. Well, so he has been. He has had. He's a free speech guy, and he okay. has had big debates with a lot of people. Um. With a lot of people, real debates about mm-hmm. um, free speech. So he said stuff with Ezra Klein, etc. He said some brilliant stuff. So other than the fact that his mind is damaged by Trump, he's great. It's well, just yeah, that but one thing. If you're saying but, it's uh, fine for you the want social know, media, in, in the original I thing um was wa- with uh, Harris was um was this Bill Maher, he was the guy, the other guy on the the other side of the Mm -hmm. desk with Ben Affleck.
1: So the other thing we want to talk about, of course, is that you and I have been trying to make the case, I think, I have anyway, that liberals need to stand up for liberal principles. This is what I said on last week's show. Obviously, I got a lot of hate for it. But all I'm saying is that liberal principles like freedom of speech, freedom to practice any religion you want without fear of violence, Mm -hmm. freedom to leave a religion, equality for women, uh, quality for minorities, including homosexuals. These are liberal principles that liberals applaud for. But then when you say, in the Muslim world, this is what's lacking, then they get upset. Yeah, yeah, well, liberals have really failed on the topic of theocracy. They, they, they'll, they'll criticize white theocracy. They'll criticize right. Christians. They'll still get agitated over the abortion clinic bombing that happened in 1984. But when when you want to talk about the treatment of women and homosexuals and free thinkers and, and public intellectuals in the Muslim world, uh, I would argue that li- liberals have failed us. And uh, the crucial point of confusion, uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank Ooh. God you're here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, so that's the Affleck point who just
2: of- shot out. Thank God you're here. He's getting angry because mm-hmm. Harris is singling out Muslims. Affleck is starting to. Boil over, sitting there, and he has trouble containing himself.
1: Confusion is that that we have been sold this meme of Islamophobia, where every criticism of the doctrine of Islam gets conflated with bigotry toward Muslims as people. Right. And that is, uh, it's, it's intellectually ridiculous. Even it gets. So ridiculous. hold on. Are, are you the person who understands the officially codified doctrine of Islam? You're uh, the interpreter uh, well, of that, uh, so well, you can say, well, I, this I, is... I, I think I'm any, actually I, well-educated on this topic. I'm, I'm asking you. So I mean, you're if you, saying, if I criticize, the, you're saying that Islamophobia is not a real thing. That if you're critical of something... It, well, it's not a real thing when we do it. Right. <laughs> well, well, no, it no, really no. isn't. I, I'm not denying not, that, that certain people are bigoted against Muslims as people. That's, right. And that's a that's problem. That's big of you. But... The yeah. but why yeah, are you we so have hostile to, about this? It's, it's, it's gross. It's racist. It's, it's, it's not. It's but it's so not. So, it's like saying you're so shifty Jew. You're not listening Absolutely to not. what well, we are saying. You guys are saying if, if you want to be liberals, believe in liberal principles right. like freedom of speech, like right. um, you know we are endowed by our uh, forefathers with an abstract, all men are created No, evil. Ben, we have to be able to criticize bad ideas. And-
2: ben, it's it's a tough thing when you're a pseudo intellectual. It is a tough thing. Uh, Damon does it too. Well, they yeah. both. I don't know. They must. They must, Did they go to the college in Cambridge? Where the Unabomber went. I thought they went,
3: went to the, um, the. The high school. H- Good high school in Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, where
2: the Unabomber went. Right.
3: Is it Cambridge? Range in Latin. Is that what they yes. went to? Okay.
2: But. Um,
1: Put okay, four right,
3: you're, you're, you're we're not convincing anybody. It's not this,
1: this specifically okay. telling you that I disagree I, with what you I, think you know, and I know and, and, and we're obviously not convincing I don't understand anybody either. If you don't understand <laughs> my argument, you know, your argument is like, you know, black people, you know they show No, that no, that's not. not an argument. No, it's not it's based that's on it. facts. I can show you a Pew poll of Egyptians. They are not outliers in the Muslim world. let say like 90%.
2: So anyway, that was his ascension. And so that got people to notice him and then he was on David Rubin shortly after that. Um, And then, uh, yeah, he became one of those guys who was who was reasonable and had to f- <clears throat> had so many opponents on the left that people in the right just took him in.
3: Well, right. But how can you be a free speech person and say it's like good that Twitter squashed the Hunter Biden laptop story because it got Joe Biden elected and not Trump?
2: I know another guy from radio who used to say that Donald Trump should not have free speech. He should not have free speech. No, no, but just But was no. he
3: known for being a big free speech activist like no, Sam but, Harris but is? The, like, I find that odd.
2: No, but they're both sick in the head. They have a, a disease here you know, that has to do with Trump and they can't. It makes them irrational.
3: But so are you saying that, like, it's just purely a Trump thing? And, like, if the Republicans nominate DeSantis... And Desantis is for free speech. Sam Harris is going to be fine with that, or is it going to something that's going to extend to more Republicans than just Trump? Actually,
2: I, with him, I've only noticed it with Trump, and I and I think it's almost like a an OCD thing where what OCD used to be before everybody had it, where you couldn't leave the room without flicking the light switch 183 times. You know that that he can't. It's involuntary. Mm-hmm. What happens now? He's it, he's emotionally overloaded when, when Trump is mentioned.
3: Yeah, I just sometimes feel like. The right gives people on the left so much credit. And I mean, like, I get we obviously should give credit to people where it's due, like Bill Maher and Sam Harris or whoever is, you know, these like new type of liberals or I guess they're Describing themselves as the old type of liberals. But whatever you're calling it, I feel like sometimes the right gives them so much credit for, like, the bare minimum stating the, like, super obvious on the really easy cases. Like, Bill Maher saying, like, it seems odd that, like, one out of every three children in California is now trans Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, just for, like, noticing the most egregious things that the left does. We're like, wow, now you're our ally. And, like, they're... This group of people is like not actually allies with anything the right believes at the end of the day. So, yeah, like politics makes strange bedfellows, right? Like they'll unite against the absolute most egregious, insane things that the left does. But they're like they're not really on your side at the end of the day. And they're not on your side to the point where it's like, you know, I I think, too, about like Salman Rushdie. Right. And like Salman Rushdie is a hero of free speech. And, like, a, a fantastic writer, an, an incredibly talented guy, um, who has, like, stood up against this really radical ideology and can recognize, that it's terrible. But, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, like, he's still a really big liberal. Like, he still yeah. actually hates all the conservatives. Like, yes. you can, we can, you know, feel for him. Like, I admire him a lot actually in a lot of ways but like he would actually hate my guts probably you know at the end of the day like he's for his free speech but i don't know like how far it really extends with some of these like left-wing classical liberal intellectuals like i think they actually hate a lot of people on the right yeah even though like the right gives them so much props the right has really in my view made sam harris's career
1: oh totally Corey is worse than anything that could be in, in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view, right? Now, that's not, that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the, you know, the New York Post's Twitter account. Like that, That's a, just a, conspira- that's a left-wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was, absolutely, right? But I think it was warranted. Right. And, I'm, and again, it's a coin toss as to whether or not Sam, I'm sorry. that particular piece. I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry.
0: I, I was the one that said we should move yeah, yeah. on. But you've just oh, yeah. said something I really struggle with
1: there, which is the, you ki- support. The, kid, the, kid, the kids in the basement? You, no, no.
0: <laughs> the kids in the basement. <laughs> I'm interested in democracy. You're saying you are content with a left wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically reelected as president.
1: Well, no, I'm, I'm content. Well, so it's, but the thing is, it's just not left wing. Right. So Liz Cheney is not left wing. Right. Liz Cheney is doing everything with a conspiracy in her power to prevent somebody no, being democratic. No, but it's not like, a, no. But there's nothing conspiracy. It's not. It, it was a conspiracy out in the open. It does, but it doesn't matter if it was. A, it doesn't matter what parts conspiracy, what parts out in the open. I mean, I think it's like if people get together and talk and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon. You know, if, if it's like if there if there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth, and and we got in a room together with all of our friends and had a conversation about what we could do to deflect its course, right? Is that a conspiracy? You know, like some of... The-
3: so, see, it's good to stop Donald Trump being elected by right. stopping the New York Post. from. It's just like it's, an asteroid. It's the same thing. You know what? I it's think, good I when, think, when we do it.
2: Alice, anytime you can capture a live one like this that we've got, then I think it's good to study. I think it's good. Because he's just, at least he's being admitting it just because just because I hate him just because
3: yeah but that's like I don't know how you can make your career on saying like conservatives need free speech too or like I agree with conservatives on certain issues when it comes to Islamophobia or whatever but that and then and then say stuff like that because really like what is classically liberal about that right and and I'm not saying I'm not even like necessarily a classical liberalism absolutist. It's not really my thing. I'm more of like a true conservative. But, uh, you know, I find this to be such a disconnect between, between this statement that he's made and, and the persona that he's crafted for himself in the media and the type of fans that he has and the type of people that I know who listen to him. It seems to be totally at odds with each other. So then he came out with this statement today. I don't know if you saw this. This was just a couple hours ago. He said, no, there's a podcast clip circulating that seems to be confusing many people about my views on Trump, which is understandable because I wasn't speaking very clearly. So for what it's worth, here's what I was trying to say. I was essentially arguing for a principle of self-defense where there is a continuum of proportionate force that's appropriate and necessary to use. I've always viewed Trump as a very dangerous person to elect as president of a fake university, let alone the U.S., and when he became a sitting president who would not commit to a peaceful transfer of power, I viewed him as, a more, da- as more dangerous still. However, I've never been under any illusion that he is orange Hitler. No, he's just an asteroid hurtling toward Earth, I guess. On the podcast, I was speaking narrowly about the wisdom and propriety of ignoring the Hunter Biden laptop story until after the election. I've always thought this was a very hard call ethically and journalistically. But given what happened with the Anthony Weiner laptop in the previous election, I think it was probably the right call. Nothing I said on the podcast was meant to suggest that the Democrats would have been right to commit election fraud or to take other illegal measures to deny Trump the presidency. Nor do I think that they did that. Well, Well, I mean, and I don't think any, but maybe some people, but I don't think most people argue that, for example, Twitter did something illegal by squashing the Hunter Biden laptop story. I think that, you know, their platform, it's perfectly allowing for them to freeze the account of the oldest newspaper in America and just do what they want with it. But, I mean, I think that it's not really compatible with principles of free speech in society right like there's a difference between the First Amendment of the Constitution and having that as a legal right that's delineated in Mm -hmm. case law that like Twitter is obviously allowed to suspend the New York Post if they want to but it's just not something that goes with the principles that Sam Harris says he believes in in society
0: right To get started, visit
1: plushcare.com weightloss weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: Yes. I mean, Twitter and Facebook, too, they both squashed the story, had more of an impact, frankly, on the 2020 election than Russia did buying some Facebook ads in Wisconsin in the 2016 election. Easily. And, you know, the left is still crying about that. So I don't understand why we're going to allow Twitter and Facebook, two of the biggest corporations in the company, to just run amok and, you know, control the outcomes of elections by not allowing people to see news through through the format where people see news. You know what I mean? Like it's equivalent in my mind to like if there were in the. 18th century one paper company that sold all the paper to all the newspapers and they refused to sell it to certain mm-hmm. newspapers right like yeah no it was a
2: horrific thing and it's directly related as you said to january 6th it's directly related it was an injustice that happened and there were many of them and that's why it's you tell half the country to uh to diffuse itself after you step on them again and again and the other half you encourage to go out and wreak havoc which is what all these people have done, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't list. I don't have the Sam Harris podcast. I don't, I don't listen to it. I've got others, but but I do remember him. He's got he's he's part of. He's got a weakness. He used to when he used to go on Rogan. He used to talk to to Rogan about getting sucked into uh, Twitter battles, et cetera, and how mm-hmm. it was really emotional for him. Right? And Rogan used to say, you got to step away, step away. But he never, I guess he never did it. I'm more, this this Stephen King thing has me more upset at the universe.
3: <clears throat> yeah, so. This is a uh,
2: bad sign. Stephen King's tweet. <laughs> this is Stephen King tweeting today. The one show on CNN I never missed was Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter. It has been an invaluable window into how the media covers itself. Today's CNN canceled it. So this goes to show you, much like with like Paul Krugman, etc., that these people are brilliant at their thing that they're brilliant at. But otherwise, mm. these are people who are dumb as third graders. They are. <laughs> in many, no, in many ways. In some ways, you are. In some ways, I am. <clears throat> in mm-hmm. this way, they are. But they've got this esteem because they've got fame and notoriety for something else. Like, Krugman probably can do some economy stuff. But he's emotional. He's Sam Harris when it comes to Trump stuff and Republicans. And so he loses it, but he uses the power of of his credentials and his resume uh, to bring credibility to what he says. So it inflates it, but it's just insane ravings, rantings. This is an insane ranting for Stephen King to say this. It just shows like, wow, you're that stupid all the time. You're not writing novels about (laughs) clowns, but he is, he's a dumb and that's just fine. And Seltzer is gone. And, And I'm going to play a little bit of this uh, montage to celebrate him,
1: Allison. American trust in the mass media is at its lowest point since 2016 and near a record low overall. Jeff Zucker has announced his immediate resignation as the president of CNN. This comes amid an investigation into what Jeff Zucker calls a consensual relationship. What happened and where CNN goes from here? You were caught masturbating on camera. You since then have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that? Um, You got it all right, sad to say. The biggest media story this weekend, it's the firing of Chris Cuomo from this network, CNN. Late Wednesday, a lawyer contacted CNN with a sexual misconduct complaint about Cuomo. Joining me now, the man who accused Don Lemon of sexual assault. His accuser claims Lemon started rubbing himself. But the even bigger point, I think, is about what the press is. Is it produced by reporters or by repeaters? Repeaters are the talk radio shouters. They're on TV and radio telling the same story every day. President Trump, President Trump, President Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Telling the same story every day. Repeaters are Twitter trolls who anonymously amplify propaganda. Anyway,
2: you get it, right? So Mm -hmm. there you go. Voila, voila.
3: Yeah, uh, Brian Stelter is not an extremely serious person. We've known that for a long time. I think the writing was always on the wall ever since CNN got taken over, and there were all these yeah. rumors swirling. They wanted to go to hard news. I think Brian Stelter, who like takes the um, Avenatti seriously as a presidential candidate, and asks Jen Psaki how the media can cover her better, is you know he's obviously got to be next on the chopping block. So, I mean, everyone knew it was coming. I don't. I honestly hadn't seen a single person on Twitter who seemed upset that the show was canceled until I saw the Stephen King tweet. I was like kind of wondering to myself, is anyone actually sad? Like, did anyone watch this show religiously and they're upset that it's going away? I don't think because everyone on Twitter was either apathetic or happy that Brian Stelter's show was going away. But I guess Stephen King's the one. He's the one viewer of Reliable Sources. So there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't know how anyone could watch that show and like take it seriously. Much less call it an invaluable window into how the media covers itself. It's not. It wasn't invaluable in any way whatsoever.
2: No, it was a rubbish. Uh, but Alice... Mm-hmm. You know how I w- had a a love affair with that Mother Road? Yes. Right? Are you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. It was something I called Route 66. Mother Road. Yes. Well, and then I got badgered from certain corners, and then I say, well, I moved off the route, Mother Road. Remember where I moved to?
3: Um, To the Borscht Belt.
2: Well, exactly. Exactly. The Jewish Riviera, the Jewish uh, Disneyland. And remember, we saw that whole thing on Grossinger's. Grossinger's mm-hmm, was the yes. big hotel. And the Catskills Resort Hotel Grossinger's has burned down, which sucks. The building on the Grossinger's Catskill uh, Hotel, which is a whole thing on just Grossinger's. It's awesome. And all the food and all the sour cream. And God, it makes me want to be there. <sighs> The, a building on the Grossinger's Catskill Resort Hotel site, once one of the most prominent resorts in the area, burned down Tuesday after years of abandonment. Um, it, it's so heartbreaking. And, uh, you know, there were all sorts of celebrities there. The former resort is about 80 miles north of New York City. The 812-acre property was once a go-to summer spot for New Yorkers as well as top entertainers, staged for Hollywood stars including Eddie Fisher, Joel Gray, and Leslie Uggams. The hotel had also been cited. As inspiration for the 1987 classic Dirty Dancing. Oh, man. This isn't right. Grossinger's Alice. This is part of my heritage.
3: Gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow.
2: <sighs> miss the. I missed the Mother Road. I missed the Catskills. Mm hmm. <sighs> I don't know what
3: Poor to do you. anymore. Poor you. Poor you.
2: I just don't know what to do anymore.
3: <sighs> so then. This other story that I happened across today that just, like, honestly made me sad, I hesitate to even bring it up, Um, is this thing um, where, you know, I mostly consider COVID over. Do you? Yeah, of course it is. I don't do any COVID restrictions or anything. But um, CNN had this just heart-wrenching story about this kid who was shot in the July 4th mass shooting in Illinois. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, and he's paralyzed. He's in the hospital. He's still going to be in the hospital for weeks. He's eight years old and his family can visit him once a week for a short period of time because of COVID-19 rules in the hospital.
2: Obviously, that's ridiculous. So sick child the abuse. hospital
3: is holding an eight-year-old boy there on his own and only letting his family visit him once a week. A, a little boy who's paralyzed; his life is, you know, irrevocably changed, and he can only see his family once a week. What kind of sick, twisted hospital policy is that? What kind of sickos came up with that and are still following it? It's not because of COVID, obviously. How many cases of COVID does that hospital have right now? Mm. Uh, There's no COVID. That's ridiculous. Let the kid see his family. I don't understand why any place still has any COVID restriction, much less why you're stopping an eight-year-old boy who's paralyzed from seeing his family. To do that, you have to be really insanely screwed up. And I know that, like, we're in a period where uh people don't like to criticize hospitals because, you know, then they get harassed and it's stochastic terrorism. But, like, somebody needs to stochastic terrorism that uh hospital until they change that stupid COVID policy because it's cruel. It's cruel. And if they're doing it to that 8-year-old boy who's in the news because he was... Part of an event that was newsworthy how many other people are they doing it to that have cancer or have whatever I mean I knew someone in a different state that had cancer last year and couldn't could only have somebody drop her off outside like nobody could be inside with her when she was getting chemotherapy and all mm. this stuff and this was last year when like covid was more of a thing but how many places are still doing this it is freaking sick and it's only happening because the hospitals just don't like Visitors and it's like a hassle for them They just it's easier for them to do Their job you know without Distraction if nobody's traipsing in and out Of the hospital but it's absolutely Unjustifiable Now at this point and it Needs to stop like they're it, it should be, I need President DeSantis to make it illegal for hospitals to like deny people visitors when they're sick and dying or going through immensely traumatic medical events. It's insanity to me that they're continuing to right. do
2: this. I mean, for Rachel Rochelle Walensky to say that, oh, we're going to do a full review and we're going to change everything. No, no. She needs to be waxed. Everybody involved in these decisions mm-hmm. needs to be waxed. We have, everything in 2020 was done horribly. Everything needs to be undone. Control-Z, 2020. That's what we need to do
3: immediately. I mean, there's still places, honestly, and this is like an obviously much less serious problem than the hospital policies that are still so insanely screwed up. But... Like, even when you go to stores, there's still, like, the plastic guards in front of the registers, lots of places. I was Mm -hmm. at a CVS the other day, and the girl had so much trouble bringing up my stuff because I had something that was, like, kind of big, and she couldn't get it through the, like, little hole that was in her plastic guard to scan it. And so, like, it was this whole thing. Like, why... Why is any of this still happening? Like, first of all, the plastic guard things were always stupid. The little plexiglass things. They don't do anything. They've always been dumb. But, like, why are they still here? And this is the problem, is that it's like it's like the 9-11 stuff. Like, we still can't bring things over two ounces of liquid onto planes. Like, we're still doing this. It's more than 20 years later, and it doesn't do anything. Right. Like, but we all still just do it because and that's always been the problem with this stupid covid stuff is that is not that it might not have been justified at one point briefly during the pandemic but that everything that they come up with just stays forever now like every dumb cruel hospital policy well, yeah, because, every stupid plexiglass the, barrier and that's where
2: you need that's where you need real leaders because they're under for an abundance of caution just going to say yeah okay might four as more well. weeks eight more weeks yeah five more you know, I'd like to see the test scores. We, I, just, I had this, the Connecticut Weasel senators saying the other day, he was saying we'd like to see the testing get a little bit more, and then we can talk about opening up schools. Then we'll talk about opening up. Like, F you!
3: Yeah, no, the whole thing needs to be dismantled. Like you said, anything that happens in 2020 needs to go away forever.
2: Yes, including all the George Floyd the horse bleep, all a stupid repolicing thing. It's not my fault that nobody knew anything about incursions with uh, with police officers in blacks versus whites versus Hispanics, etc. It's not my fault that nobody studied it before that and only saw one video and said, "Oh my god," because they're the freaking Stephen King to Brian Seltzer, uh, you know, <laughs> situation where, "Oh wow," and reliable sources <laughs> told me this was important. So, well, there you go. Uh, absolute horse bleep horse ready for some chat chat
3: do we have chat chat today we've got four by the way before we hit chat chat a lot of rumblings on social media about your hints about three days a week
2: yes three days a week i love you three days a week is not enough to show
3: I care. Oh, Ooh, a lot, I lot of people I'm seem to feel babe. that three days a week yes, is not enough to show we care. So
2: Hope you need my love, babe. Just like I need you. Oh, hold me. Love me. <laughs> okay. Hold me. Love me. So, Ain't all right. that nothing but okay. love, Maybe we'll let the
3: listeners who are left who having turned off the podcast you know now hear the shit chat.
2: Oh, should I grab that <laughs> should I grab that cord generator that I had yesterday <laughs> in the Patreon? Hey, uh, by the way, all you need, just think, if the, if the Beatles' entire catalog was just that stuff from, what, 65 or 64, whatever, eight days a week came, that would be all, all you need. I need is one year of the Beatles. They were so good. All right. So three of these are tagged anonymous. One is ta- tagged Lionheart. There's a chance that these are all Justin. Or one is Justin. Or none are Justin. Or some are... Uh, Sully and some are could could be Leslie. It could be uh, Danny. Danny could be anybody. Steven Merrimack. Lionheart, I bet it's Justin because it's a. Uh, yeah, that's what I bet.
1: Hi, Steve from Merrimack. There we go. Tom, if you liked Mulholland Drive, oh, yeah? you are going to love Blue is the Warmest Color, which won the Palme d'Or at the <laughs> Cannes Film Festival. Uh, I've seen it, and it's pretty much indistinguishable from an X rated movie. Okay? Ooh. Uh, highest recommendation.
2: Thank you. Uh, Steve is now my ally, Alice. We have allied against <laughs> you, by the way. It's called Blue is the What?
3: Blue is the Warmest Color? Is that what he said?
2: Blue I have not heard of that. Or all,
3: I mean, I've heard of Mulholland Drive, but I don't really know what it is.
2: All right. <sighs> Blue is the Warmest Color. Let's see. What year is it from? She's got blue hair, so it must be recently. Oh, Sundance Selects. It looks like it would have won a Palm d'Or. Ooh. uh, Two ladies just said hello and caught each other's sights. Blue is the warmest color. It says magnificent. Just get to the... Okay. Oh, la! I'll be looking at this piece, Alice.
3: Good. I'm happy for you.
2: It's won several... Global international awards, Alice. Wow, grow up. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. I will take that, oh, uh, Stephen. I appreciate that. Hey, Tom. Oh, Lionheart's on. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen that movie, but uh never, never method? bet against uh yeah. Lionheart. Never bet against him. Um, I would definitely not put my money on Attila. Is Lionheart the thing right. with Matthew, Matthew Broderick? I don't know what it is. Lion. Oh, or is it um, a Von Dom thing? It might be a Von Dom thing. It's mm. Van Dom Yeah, uh, 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 not for me, really. There was this thing with Van De- with, with Broderick and Sean Connery that has a an important scene in it. We'll just say. Um, okay, Stellar chat chats today, Alice. Stellar.
3: Good work, everyone.
1: Hi. Steve from Aramek. There we go. Um, I think I tuned into the wrong podcast this morning because what I heard sounded more like Tom Shattuck's Burn Bra podcast. What? Jeez you're down nine pounds. All of a sudden, you're Betty Friedan. No, no, when I was young, buck of 20, I wanted to be in love. Love, do you hear me? That's why I used to go to the Red Hat and leer at the sexy bartenderists five nights a week, pounding vodka tonics or whatever the hell you were drinking. Give me a freaking break! If you, when you're down twenty, are you going to be uh, Naomi Wolf next? Tom Shattuck's Feminine Mystique podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Woe betide
2: you! We are now at war, Alice. I Steve thought you Mermet. were Alice. No, with no. Steve How dare he? By the way, this is like this is what caused the uh, Helen Jamesians to be. It was masochists like that, which caused. This is how Garp's mother got shot because haters like him hated the uh, the second wave. Um, women's what's it called feminism and, uh, and raised hell and had to take me out because he couldn't silence me and my sisters mm-hmm. dare he mm-hmm. hey Tom uh, it's yes. Mike from Newton hey, Mike. I know you're always looking for little side hustles you're always complaining yes. about oh you have no money correct and I was wondering if you guys thought of uh, an additional revenue stream right. starting an only fans page with Alice beating you
0: I'm going to leave that
2: there. I might want to look into that. There's a market for it.
3: It's not where I thought that was going, but I like the idea. It's creative.
2: You know what? Would you be naked in it? No.
3: Well, Alice, that's what people want to see. No. No. They want to see you get beat up. They don't need me to be naked. I
2: would, depending how much money we could make, I would do it, depending. (laughs) I don't even need anything anymore, as a matter of fact, physically. You could go ahead and and wipe me out. Thank you, Mike. That's a great... uh, going we'll to talk about Newton sometime, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a moneyed listener, Alice, like uh, people you grew up with. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Anything else? Or just, mm.
3: That's all I have.
2: Okay. All right, guys. Excellent. Well done. And um, we are going to be, uh, we'll jet off to Vermont tomorrow, back Sunday. And uh, thanks. Another great week. Appreciate it. Get those... Uh, get those uh, chat chat uh, messages going yeah you
3: have a bunch of days to get your chat, yes. chat messages in and thank you them.
2: believe me if come you, up can... with
3: more only fans ideas that don't involve yes. me being yes naked. they do involve you no, being they naked
2: don't. and doing cocaine no alice, i appreciate yes, they do. that from cocaine. mike and newton that's no, a very classy
3: only fans idea you're
2: going back to 2007 alice no yes you are you know what that means
3: Thank you so much for listening, everybody. As always, I'll try and talk Tom out of his three days a week idea. I don't know what else to tell you. You can write us an email, burnbarrelpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, leave us a voicemail at the chat chat. That's at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can also find all the different places to listen there. Um, you can talk to us on social media, too. We are at Do you think burn-
2: anybody has ever said... Do you think this part at the end where you pitch everything has ever worked on anybody? You think anybody has said, you know what, I think I'm just about done. I don't think they have any more offerings anywhere else. I just, oh, wait a second. You don't say. Wait a second. I can get this there? I can do that and this? I'm asking you. You're you're in you're in the marketing world professionally, Alice.
3: I don't think I think people who are paying attention probably turn it off or skip to the next episode of whatever's mm-hmm. on their podcast app. But I also think that um, a lot of people just let their app run and aren't close enough by it. So like you listen great... to stuff at night and it just rolls and like you yeah. hear the beginnings and ends of everything and all the ads and everything because like nobody's there to skip it. So I think it does happen. So I had a
2: caller today. It was Mike, Mike mm-hmm. in in Hartford. He's called before, and he called and he said, uh, "Hey Tom, you talk about you know um, this and that for people with trans thing. I don't even know what it was." And he said, "But you didn't mention that um, that the in, with COVID that they should have said that fat people should eat less, and that means you, Tom, because you're fat and and um, and whatever." I l- believe
3: l- you have said that.
2: Well, no, I know I have said that. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I've been pretty mean on the fat, <laughs> but but it's still. But he said, "Oh yeah, and I've been going through your Facebook and noticing." That all the stuff, the stuff that you eat, you don't mind, you know, shoving stuff in your face and looking at that. Why in your Facebook? I thought, and he said, like, your wife is much more beautiful. What what mental illness could she have that she's even attracted to? And no, and it and, and so what I thought, Alice is like, and I didn't get to tell him this. I wanted to message him if I could find him. It's like what incredible, um, promotion of this social media that is, <laughs> like, showing, like pointing about the foods, mm-hmm. It's done in a very viral, uh, very native advertising way. Yeah. You know, it's coming up organically as an attack, et cetera. Thought, Jesus, that's, that's really smart. So there you go. Oh, your, your speaking part is done? I,
3: yeah. <laughs> that was all I had.
2: This goes out to Sam Harris. Two
3: more hogs got the fever. How up?